No matter what organization you lead, finances are paramount for your success. And church finances aren't any different. Poorly managed church finances can hurt a pastor's ability to lead church members and reach the local community. After all, very little will wreck the movement of God more than weak financial policies and workflows. Thankfully, it's much easier to make changes now, before your church is in the headlines, than to try to reestablish those relationships after they've been torpedoed by a costly financial misstep. And that's where our friends at Belay can help. Belay, a modern church staffing organization with fractional U.S.-based accounting and virtual assistant services, has helped busy church leaders do just that for more than a decade. To help you figure out where to start, Belay is offering its resource, Four Costly Financial Mistakes for Churches, to our listeners for free to help you identify the four biggest things we can see wreck churches when it comes to their finances and what you can do to avoid them. Just text RUSTY, that's R-U-S-T-Y, to 55123 to get back to growing your church with Belay. Welcome to Leading Simple with Rusty George. Our goal is to make following Jesus and leading others a bit more simple. Here's your host, Rusty George. Hey, welcome to the best of Leading Simple. What we're going to do is at the end of the month, we're going to take sound bites from each of our podcasts through the month that we felt like really were the highlights of our conversations we had this month. So for those of you that are a bit time challenged and want to get through the content but don't have enough time, you can scroll through this at two times the speed and be done in just a few moments. But today you're going to get to hear from Brian Dodd as he talks about leadership and sports. You're going to get to hear from Kyle Costello as he talks about Mormonism and planting a church. Sean McDowell stopped by and we had a great conversation about Marvel movies and apologetics. Justin Knowles helped us understand families a little bit better and how to understand our kids today. So I think you're going to really have a lot to pick through, and you're probably going to want to go back and listen to the messages and the podcasts in their entirety. But such great stuff from our great guests this past month. So hopefully you'll get a lot out of it, and here's some sound bites from what you might have missed or might want to hear again. Dolly Parton's thoughts on Whitney Houston's rendition of I Will Always Love You. What'd you learn from that? If somebody took my idea and it became the voice of a generation, Hmm. how hard would it be for me to not always go, hey, that was my idea? I appreciate, you know, that you're loving Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. It's my idea. You know, how hard would that that level of humility, that ability to celebrate the success of other people, that positive attitude, that power of partnership, that if I can take my writing and put it with Whitney's voice, we can do something that'll impact the generation. That type of attitude and spirit of generosity is something I think all leaders should strive to develop in their lives. And it's actually quite convicting to me that I'm not that type of person. And as so well said, and other than just being a nice person, okay, or a better person, generosity begets generosity. You know, people who aren't Christians may call that karma. You know, what you put in the world, you get back from the world. You know, Christians would say what you reap is what you sow. Because Dolly held on to that song, she got $10 million of royalties in 1992 
and 93 for that song. Mm. In today's dollars, that'd be over $21 million. Mm. Generosity, and obviously she didn't do it for that reason, but generosity begets generosity. So other than, if I need to give you a reason other than just being a nice person, it's, it's just a very good practical way to live your life from a strategic standpoint, just in general. Okay, so not that I uh, encourage this, but when Mormons come to the door, yeah, <laughs> um, I mean they're so well trained, yeah. and uh, and certainly know the direction they want to take things. You know, what, what's uh, what's the conversation stoppers if somebody wants to engage? What's the conversation that would make a Mormon think hmm. uh, beyond their rote answers? I mean, what do you encourage, or what would you do in those situations? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would do, and please, if anybody's listening, is be nice. <laughs> Three of my brothers have went on Mormon missions. And if Christians are known for anything when Mormons are on their mission, it's being rude to them when they come to the door. And I would say, man, there's nothing. Jesus, Jesus is not asking you to be rude to them. But be nice. Say hello. Um, if you want to engage, if you want to have a conversation, I would say ask them questions. So when they come in and they start talking about what they believe, ask them why they believe that. Ask them where that comes from, just to get their mind going. Now, they're going to be the ones who know their faith, but asking questions often kind of disarms rather than the immediate, no, this is the way it is. And then, then I wouldn't even say go into the this is the way it is, let's debate conversation. What I always say at the beginning is, hey, man, I'll, I'll listen to you if you'll listen to me share my story of coming to faith. And then share your story of how you came to know Jesus. Like it's really just living out the scripture where you're, you're always prepared to give a defense for why you have hope, why you have joy. That is one thing that they are not, they, they are not going to know how to, they, they don't have a counterpoint for that. They don't have an argument against that. And you have a story of how God came alive in you that is absolutely going to challenge them. I love Spider-Man two reasons. Number one, he's such a relatable character. I don't have anger issues like the Hulk. I'm not motivated by vengeance like Batman. I'm obviously not a god like Thor. Uh, but Spider-Man is just the regular kid who all of a sudden gets these powers and he can beat Venom, but he can't get the girl or deliver pizza on time. He's just the kid next door. He's relatable. But second, Stanley brilliantly gave characters an ethic that motivates them. So the ethic of Wolverine is different than the ethic of Captain America and the ethic of Iron Man. Spider-Man's famously spoken by his aunt in the more recent movie, his uncle in the more recent movie, his aunt, with great power comes for great responsibility. That's a biblical idea. Jesus said, he who's given much, much is required. So the idea it's kind of an idea that says if you have been privileged with something, use it for good. Mm. And I just love that ethic. My favorite movie, probably, I have a few that are close. I love the first Thor, classical story of the hero. I love Captain America 2, mm. but I really love Infinity War. It's kind of the Empire Strikes Back of the MCU. And in that movie is a basic moral question. When can we sacrifice a human life? What is a human life worth? 
So the movie starts and Thanos has Thor captured and Loki, Thanos's brother, has to decide, will I allow Thanos to kill my brother or give him one of the stones? Mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch has the same decision with Vision. Will I destroy the stone to keep Thanos from it? That'll take the life of Vision. Uh, Star-Lord has the same decision with Gamora. Will I take her life at her request or allow Thanos to use her to get the soul stone? Doctor Strange has the same decision with the time stone and Iron Man when he's fighting Thanos. Now, Captain America famously says we are not in the business of exchanging lives until the only one in 14 million or so ways to save half the universe is for Iron Man to willingly lay down his life. Mm. That's a biblical idea and we know it. Now, when Gamora is about to get thrown off by Thanos to get the Soul Stone, she says something to the effect of, this is not real love or this is not true love. True love doesn't sacrifice somebody else. True love willingly lays down one's life. And we all know Jesus said, greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for a friend. You just think about that. All the money, all the time, MCU trying to tell the most epic story ever, and they can't escape at root the gospel now i don't think they did it intentionally especially where i see the movies going i think they can't escape it because it's written on our hearts we know love is sacrifice we understand what a real hero is and the mcu is fiction but in the story of jesus that is the greatest story ever told that's actually true uh, so the first one is this this one was like wow if we as a Sandals Church youth ministry could focus on this, this stat could be eradicated from, at least within our ministry. And it's, it said almost one in five students right now, kids, report that um, they're not flourishing in relationships with friends and family. So that's one in five. And the second one is almost one in five report that they do not have someone in their life who really cares about them. Mm. Okay, I'm going to say that one again, because that's the one that really sticks out to me, is that out of all the, the studies that they've done is almost one in five students, kids, report that they do not have someone in their life who really cares about them. And so like that, hmm. that to me is one of the most saddest stats that I think I've read in a long, long time to think that one out of every five people in your ministry at your church wow. have can not... Th- point out one adult who genuinely cares about them. Um, and there's a little little note on this little thing that says, uh, many young people who identify as religious are not members of any religious communities. And a fifth of the young people say that they aren't flourishing in their closest relationships, but these types of relationships are the first place that they think of when it turns in, in times of need. Meaning 20% of young people don't necessarily have that help when facing life's biggest questions. And so, you know, when I look at that stat and I look at like what we do and what parents, you know, just kind of even being the, the person, like, are you a person that a teenager could go to or a kid could go to? Like, do they feel like you might know that you love them, but like, do they, do they know that you love them is the question that I feel like, you know, it seems easy, but it's also really, really um, easy to miss also. Isn't that fascinating that they say they're not religious. Everybody says they're spiritual right now. 
They say they would listen to somebody who had some kind of spiritual standing, and yet they have no relationship. So it's kind of like this this thing their parents keep telling them, which is, uh, I'm spiritual, but I don't need church, is now working against them mm-hmm. because they don't have that community. That's the one thing that we know for sure about church is we're supposed to be together. So mm-hmm. it's fascinating to see how those stats play out and heartbreaking as well. Yeah, and that's something that I was telling our our teams is like, man, if we as youth pastors, as small group leaders, if we could be that one person that students could point to because we know that they genuinely care about us, like that changes the game. Like we could eradicate that stat in our ministry. Well, thanks so much for listening to the best of Leading Simple with Rusty George. I want to thank our sponsor, Belay, for sponsoring this. BelaySolutions.com provides great working solutions for you. From virtual assistance to social media to website design, make sure you check out Belay, B-E-L-A-Y, Solutions.com. Uh, this upcoming month in February, boy, we've got some great guests with some great insights from the church world, the business world, sports world, and it's going to be really encouraging for you. Can't wait for you to listen to it. So as always, share this with a friend, leave us a review, and keep it simple. Take a moment and subscribe to the podcast so you'll get it delivered every week. And subscribe to the Rusty George YouTube channel for more devotionals, messages, and fun videos. Thank you for listening to Leading Simple. As we mentioned at the top of the podcast, our friends at Belay are offering a free copy of their resource, Four Costly Financial Mistakes for Churches, exclusively to our podcast listeners today. Belay's modern church staffing solutions have been helping busy church leaders delegate important financial details for over a decade. Their fractional U.S.-based contractors provide accounting and virtual assistant services to level up your church through the power of delegation. Just text RUSTY, that's R-U-S-T-Y, to 55123 to claim this exclusive offer and get back to growing your church with Belay. That's RUSTY, R-U-S-T-Y, to 55123.